How many of you are thinking, what have I done? <laughs> Chris, <he's laughs> he thinks that every day, right? <laughs> You're right. What, what have I done? I'm graduating. Uh, I, was, um, I was a freshman at the university I went to, which will <laughs> remain unnamed. Um, it was north of here. Um, and it was, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to say, of course you said this. Uh, I set myself up for that. Um, but I, I, I sat on the patio, and I, I had actually, uh, like, like a lot of you freshmen, I had connected with this campus ministry there at this university, which will remain unnamed. Um, and uh, it had the, kind of this back patio area, and I was I just sitting there on one of the steps, and I'm like, I have made a huge mistake. Not because of the university I went to. <laughs> Maybe there was. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but just like, what am I doing here? I had all these other options that I had, I had really highly considered. Um, you know, that I, I, had, I, I had not actually really considered going to this big, gigantic state university um, with this, this massive world of all kinds of people and just big and confusing. And like the other colleges that I was really interested in were like these little tiny places, you know, where everybody knows everybody. And I'm just sitting in there in this place and I'm like, what have I done? This is not where I'm supposed to be. I've made a huge mistake. Um, just with that fear, that, that, that anxiety that, that wells up in you because there's this big, gigantic world out, right out there that you just don't know anything about. And there's a lot about it that is, uh, is, is weird, it's kind of scary, you don't know things, you don't even really know where to go a lot. And uh, you know, you don't, you, you're, you're in the dorms and you don't want to go uh, to the cafeteria by yourself. That's the worst thing, right? That is the worst feeling is going to the, the dorm cafeteria or JCL or wherever by yourself, right? That's the last thing you want to do is go to a place like that by yourself. And so, you know, but it's like I didn't know anybody and I didn't, I didn't, my roommate was never around, I wasn't even friends with him anyway. So it's like, man, all this just, I hate this feeling of just being alone right now, right? Um, and that leads to that feeling of, man, what have I done? You're searching for something, right? In those moments, you're searching for something. In, those, in that feeling of what is before me, where am I, what am I doing, there's this, there's this kind of pit right there that says, I need something. I'm looking for something, and I'm now in this place where I don't really know what that is yet. And so that's a, that's, that vacuum in your heart is that anxiety that's just naturally there. And if you're feeling that right now, I want you to, I want you to know that's perfectly, perfectly normal. You are perfectly, perfectly sane, and you have despite what you may feel sometimes, you have probably 
done the right thing. You are probably in the right place. And I want us to all together to help you to know that that's the truth. So we're looking for something. We're looking for something that's in us, right? It's this natural human urge. Uh, it's a basic human need to connect ourselves with something, to find our identity in something. When you go into something new, and especially a new environment or a new place, the question that uh, I'm guessing that most all of you want to ask or want to answer is, what am I here? Who am I here? What am I doing here? We're looking for identity. We all need identity. We all need to take our, our self, our person, our heart, our being, and attach it to something. Now, now I, I hope that you want to attach that some, to something significant. I hope that's significant to you, something important to you, right? And so, because we want to be able to answer the question of, I'm a... I want, I want us to answer that question right here tonight. If you could fill in the blank anything that describes your identity in any way, how do you finish this sentence? I am a blank. What? What, what are you? That's for you. Exactly. I knew I could count on that. Diane is the person who breaks the weird silence in the room. Thank you. Now, who else will do that? You are a what? Okay. We all know that. <laughs> Some things are self-evident. But we love you for that. I am too. Uh, okay, I am a... <laughs> I am a... A broke college student, yes. What else? I am a longhorn. a longhorn. Great. I am a nerd roommate. Nerd roommate. Perfect. I am a I'm a boy. You are a boy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. We're all surprised. Uh, I am a work in progress. Work in progress. Excellent. I am a What do we have in this room? What? A Christ follower? Okay. I heard Christian over here. Right? What else? Let's, let's a little let us all learn about the room tonight. I am a what? A follower of Jesus. A follower of Jesus. Okay. A musician. A musician. Yeah. A linguist. Yeah. Which is also a nerd. <laughs> right? She's making her own language. She's a total nerd. What? What did you say? A workaholic, though we know that, right? A student nurse, excellent. What else? I like this. I am a, you want to say it? A sister, great. I am a, a future math teacher, excellent. What else? Let's do a few more. I am a? You're a love person. Great. What are a few more things? I am a? 
Don't be afraid. What? A writer. Excellent. A metalhead, yes. Future rock star, yes. I've been telling him that for years. You got that from me. <laughs> Back when he had blue hair, I told him that. <laughs> I love that. Maybe one or two more. I am a. <laughs> and that's okay. Exclusively a singer in the show. <laughs> Not privately a singer in the show. One more. What's a good one? I am a, a servant. I like it. Great. Well, I love this. There's, there's tons of identity in this room. The identity that people are, have of themselves, that you have for yourself, that the person sitting next to you has for themselves is rich, is deep. Some of you know I love to ask a question. Kind of often when I first meet you, what, what's that question? What's your story? Yes, I love that question. What's your story? Because everybody in here has a story. Some of you think you don't have a very interesting story, and that's fine. But you have a story. And that story has helped to, to define who you are. It has helped develop identity that you carry with yourself. That helps you to answer the question, I am a what? Right? So we all look for it. We all search for it. But I want us to know to, to, tonight, together, that we all have an identity that is in common, a very powerful identity. And it's an identity that goes back to the very beginning of our collective story, of the story that we know about God. And it's in Genesis 1. And a lot of you know what happens in Genesis 1. It's the, it's the story of the creation, right? It's a beautiful story. It's a poetic story. It's written uh, with poetry. That's how beautiful it is. But in verse 27, it explains something very, very powerful that goes to the core of who we are. And it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. This is your core identity that all of us, no matter what, share in this room. And that is you are created in the image of God. And what this means is that you are able to identify with God. You are able to be like God. You are able to have relationship with God. And God is saying, I have created you in your being to be like me. So what we know of God, the identity that we know of God, we can find in you. In you. Right? So we can fill in that blank. I am created in the image of God. So God is saying, you are mine. You are mine. You are me, and I am in you. Right? So this is powerful prayer that I think connects to that. And it's way over on the other side of the Bible. 
in Ephesians. And this guy Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's writing this letter to these Ephesians. And he, he has a couple of very powerful prayers. He says, I'm praying this for you. And here's what that prayer is. For this reason, I kneel. This is in chapter 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. This prayer is Paul saying to these Ephesians, in essence, the TLDR, right, is may you be what God created you to be. That's my prayer for you, he says. And if you are, if you are being what God created you to be, then you will be able to know and understand and experience the amazing power and wonder and incredible life that comes through being rooted in Christ. Right? So he explains this even a little bit more, even back in chapter 1. And I think this comes out of what we're created to be. In verse 4, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given in us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Before the creation, God has decided, God has given you an identity that he says, this is what I want you to have, what I want you to be. And that is made complete in what Jesus Christ has done to make you the sons and the daughters of God. So he's saying, here's an identity for all of you, for all of you, that all of you can have. So I want to talk especially to freshmen, but it, it applies to all of us uh, because we all deal with this um, all the time. Uh, it's going to be extremely easy in this life that you have now to let your identity drift. And I don't mean just throwing it away. I mean that very easy drift. Uh, because we're in this environment that is about what? What is this place about? What is the University of Texas Exploration. about? Exploration, what? Finding truth, Finding truth? yeah? What's the, what's the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, so true. Um, 
what, what's the business of this university? Like, what, what are they, what's it here to do in practical terms? To learn? Yeah, academics, right? This is an academic institution. You have come to an academic institution to do academic things in academic ways for academic reasons, right? Now, th now, hopefully that all those things together are to help prepare you for something, to get you educated for something that you will then go you know, into in practical ways. But this is an academic place for academic reasons. And so what you're doing here is spending your time in academic pursuits uh, for, uh, to be academic things, right? And, and that's what UT is. More than any other place I have been, I've been, I've been around the block. And you might say, well, you know, duh. Uh, <laughs> this is a smart place <laughs> compared to those other places. Um, but UT really is an academic university. And the academic standards here are very, very high. And if you're going to continue here and you're going to, you're going to be successful here, you're going to have to have very high academic standards, right? Who can attest to that? Yeah, right? And so that's, you're going to be studying a lot. You're going to be, uh, in, uh, you're going to be just uh, probably overcome at some times with the amount of work that's going on. Where's Cassie? Cassie, like for the first time ever, isn't studying during uplift yet. Yeah, she will be next week. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, we, we've, we've often had our little study crew back here studying while everybody else is worshiping. But at least you're here. We're really glad about that. Um, and so there's this, there's this identity drift that often comes with that. And I've witnessed it a lot. And it's, it's this slow drift into I am a successful student, right? Now, is there anything bad about being a successful student? That's good. I wish all of you to be successful as students here at the University of Texas, right? But there's a, there's a very subtle thing that happens when your identity moves towards, I am now a successful student. I am the top of my class. I am, I have a 4.0 because that's what I need to get to this next goal that I have which is great, but what I see is that's what I want my life to be. That's what I want my core to be, the top of my class. I've been admitted to the best law school or the medical school I want. I'm successful. Uh, I'm in the most extracurriculars, and I'm an officer in every one of them, right? Because this is what's going to get me to that next level and that next level and that next level which is that grabbing hold of success, right? And it becomes, we start filling in the blank with, I am a success, right? Now I wanna ask, where does that come from? Because uh, there's other things that are even more subtle. It's uh, I, am, I am someone who is dating somebody, meaning I'm not single, thank God, I'm not single. Because I would be what? If I was single, I would be what? A failure, a failure right? A failure, right? A failure, I'd be alone, 
I'll be alone. And that's probably what a lot of you are fearing right now the most, being alone. I don't want to be somebody who is alone. I gotta, and I gotta do what it takes to, to cure that. Uh, and these are identities that must be carefully and strategically maintained. So what happens when you fail in any one of these? What happens when you burn out? What happens when you get that seed, that first seed, and everything that you, that you just had in mind, this whole academic career just goes down the toilet, or you didn't get into that program that you were banking everything on, what then? What then? Right? That question of who you are then becomes suddenly very, very prescient in your life. And I want you to be able to answer that confidently, no matter what else happens. Because sometimes you don't burn out. Sometimes you don't fail. And you actually get into that program that you wanted. And then what's the cost? Right? What was the cost? What did you give up so that you could be that? What did you sacrifice? What happens when you graduate and attain the best career imaginable with that six-figure salary? But, and the road to that, yeah, right? <laughs> awesome. Oh, there, <laughs> almost graduating, right? It's right around the corner, huh? <laughs> well, if you, if you actually were successful in that, I wonder what was the cost of that? Did you, did you ever have time for God in that pursuit? Did you ever have time to give yourself completely to others? in that pursuit? Did you ever have time to rest in the presence of the Spirit of God in your life in that pursuit? If yes, great. great. But I see all the time those who sacrifice the things in here so we can get to the things up here. Paul's prayer is to let you let your real identity guide you all the way to the end. We'll pick up in verse 11 in chapter 1. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Do you hear that again? In order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. What's, what's the identity statement in that? I am a person who exists for the praise of his glory, right? It's a lot of words in that little blank. But I exist for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to be the praise of his glory. God's possession. He redeems. God will redeem his possession 
in the end. So I am what? God's. I am God's. And that's all he's asking. That everything else, everything else that you pursue, everything else that you go after, everything else that you invest yourself in, awesome. Everything that you seek to achieve here in your life at University of Texas, go for it. Give it your all. But know all the way that you are always God's and he always wants you as his own. And don't let yourself drift from that because that's where you get into false places. That's where you get into artificial understandings of yourself that will always eventually fall apart. And we see that all the time. Now, thankfully, God always will take you back, always will pick you up, will always put the pieces back together. But God's saying, I want you complete and whole. So this is why here at Longhorns for Christ, we want to help you not only to have community around you to help you to do this, but we want to help you to pursue this kind of connection on a daily basis between you and God. That's where it all begins, is between you and God, right? Love God, first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and all of your mind, and all of your strength. And that's what we want to help you to do every day when you get up, that it's on your heart to love God that day completely, to find your connection with God. And so through this semester, we're, we're going to be even more intentional in helping you have the resources and the encouragement uh, to, to spend that time every day uh, with God. So keep your eye out on, uh, for that. Um, we want to challenge each other to keep our identity rooted, right? When you're rooted, things go deep. And whatever happens in the surface is so much easier to face because the roots are deep and the roots are firm and the roots are strong and they're healthy and that's what we want to do here is feed your roots and grow your roots in Christ so that you may have power together with all the saints all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I want that to be what you are confident in, and we want to help you to do that. Let's pray about that. Father, it's, a, it's an amazing time in this place. It's an amazing time on this campus as we are head headlong into new things. And so many in this room are, are, have jumped into the deep end of a new life here at college and at UT. And Father, we want, to, uh, we want to encourage all of us together to keep ourselves rooted in Christ, to keep ourselves, uh, to keep our identity found solely in you and in nothing else as we pursue all the things of our lives, Father. Let everything be measured by the identity that we find in you that was given to us in the creation itself, Father. It's amazing and it's overwhelming in many ways to know that we are made in your image to be like you, to be loved by you, to be in relationship with you, Father. So, um, so Father, help us to do that. 
Well, it's great to have this family here and these students here all around us to help each other to do that. And so we pray that you will help us to not only love you, but find great love in each other and express great love to each other. Um, as, we, as we dig into each other's lives all the more and, and relationships form and friendships form, community forms, Father, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we want to continually find our identity in those things. Father, you're very good to us. We pray this in the name of Christ.